0: Block Talk
1: Radio Have you ever gotten to a place in life where you find yourself asking what now? That's right what now? Circumstances and situations have happened you feel as if you've been hit from the left and the right, you feel as if nothing that you do ends up working out the way that you desire for it to work out and you just don't know what you need to do right now now. The reality is we've all been there. And sometimes we've been there without the tools, techniques, and strategies to help us make effective decisions to produce the future that we desire. You don't have to do this alone anymore. I invite you to listen to my podcast. That's right. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. And I host the What Now podcast. And the What Now podcast is simply conversations that teach us how to effectively face life's most difficult moments. That's right, life's most difficult moments. So, if you're interested in hearing the podcast, I encourage you to visit my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Again, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. There, there's a tab for the podcast, and you can pick your favorite platform. We're available on multiple platforms, so you can pick your favorite platform, pick the platform, subscribe to the podcast, listen, 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 comment, 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 and share, 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 all right? So I encourage you, again, make sure that you are listening to the What Now Podcast. What's up everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn and you are listening to Transformation Radio where we transform lives through purposeful conversation. Everybody. Welcome to Transformation Radio. That's right, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. John. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. Yes, full of purpose. Each and every one of you out there listening, there is purpose inside of you. All right? And I want to remind you of that purpose. And before we get to our guest tonight, I also want to encourage you today. I, I was riding today, and sometimes I throw I on my worship songs and the tears just start to flood because I just start to think of where God has brought me from. And, you know, some you know how it is sometimes. It just gets like that. It doesn't take much for me to cry when I'm in worship anyway. But one of the things I want to encourage you is, encourage you on is, I want you to stop doubting yourself. I want you to stop doubting the investment that God has made in you. It may not look like anybody else. You may not sound like anybody else. You might not walk, talk, sing. Whatever it is you do, it may not be like anybody else. And you may have found yourself around individuals uh, that don't value you for what you do or value you. And sometimes we have to take a look within ourselves because it's the fear that we live in that causes us to keep subjecting ourselves to individuals that do not value us. Sometimes the people that value us are in that place that we're most uncomfortable. So my encouragement to you tonight is stop devaluing the investment God has made in you. Stop devaluing yourself. Stop devaluing the God, the gift, the talent, and the ability that's in you and position yourself around those who will value the blessing that you are. All right? So that's why I just want to encourage you on tonight You already know, guys, the phone lines are open. You know what? Before we get to that, this month I want to honor fathers. I forgot to announce this on the last show, but I want to make sure that we are honoring fathers just like we honored mothers in May. This month we're devoting it to fathers. I have an amazing father. I have even an amazing spiritual father. So I've been blessed with with, with two men you know, in my life that have served those roles, as well as other mentors that have been there uh, before my father and me reconnected. So I want to make sure that we're honoring those who are fathers, who have taken the position as fathers, because that is so pivotal in each and every one of our lives. And especially with everything that we're going through, we want to make sure that we are honoring the men that are standing out there on that front line, and have pushed us in ways that sometimes we didn't understand, but we grew to understand that what they were doing, they were doing it with love. So if you have a father that you would like to acknowledge, or you've been watching a father with their children that you would like not to acknowledge, yeah, to acknowledge, or you would like for us to feature on the show, please email me at info at com. Again, info at cliftonpettyjohn.com. And for those who say I don't know how to spell Clifton Pettyjohn, that's C-L-I-F-T-O-N-P-E-T-T-Y-J-O-H-N. I want you to write me so that we can honor the fathers on this month, all right? Now, we're getting ready to get to our guests in a minute, and I want to make sure that the phone lines are open. So I want you all to understand the phone lines are open throughout the entire conversation If something is said that sparks something in your spirit or in your life or something is said that you would like clarity on, you are welcome to call in and speak with our guests on tonight. Now, here's what's up. Y'all know I say it every show. If you are a faithful listener, and I appreciate our faithful listeners, and I appreciate our new listeners as well. But here's what I say. Transformation Radio is a safe and secured environment for people from diverse backgrounds, and with diverse belief systems. Basically, you listening to the show, you're not going to agree with everything I say. You're not going to agree with everything my guests say. However, this is a space where we can learn from each other. So we have learned how to respectfully agree to disagree, and we've learned to listen from a place of growth and accountability as well so that we can make sure that we're not so close-minded, that, that we're not open to the reality and possibility of somebody else carrying an answer and a solution that we may need. So you might say, Cliff, why would you say all that? I'm saying all that because if you're going to call in, call in in a respectful manner, because if not, there's this little X on my computer that I'm going to have to hit. All right? Haven't had to hit it yet, and I don't believe we're going to have to hit it on tonight. So we want you to be involved in the conversation. The call-in number is 516-387-1756. Again, 516-387-1756. So we're going to get to our guest. But before we do that, I want to run the ad instead of running it at the end. So we're going to just run the ad, do the full interview, and then after the interview is over, that's going to conclude the show, all right? So I'm going to run this ad, then I'm going to be right back. I'm going to introduce our guest, and we're going to get into this conversation. Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, nah, I can't. But well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that yes, we're growing, yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called? From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right. A free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation to purchasing the book. So again, hit over there, purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a, a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www. CliftonPettyJohn.com and purchase Your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation Alright we're back and like I said We're going to get right to our guest so Without further ado I want each And every one of you to help me welcome to The show the author The academic librarian The master teacher the podcaster and the overseer, Chris Willie. Welcome to the show.
0: Good evening, good evening. How y'all doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you tonight?
0: I'm doing good. Doing all right.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well we're gonna get right into this conversation. I'm excited about the conversation. As I say to every guest, I believe that people's lives are gonna be are going to be transformed from the conversation that we are going to have on tonight.
0: All right. I look forward to participating.
1: Here we go. So let's start it off like we start every conversation. If you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be and why?
0: One, if I could have a superpower, what superpower would that be? I would say X-ray vision would be the one that I would pick, uh, possibly because sight is always important to me. It's been a challenge in my own personal life with my own vision issues. So the ability to see through things, see insight, the ability to see ahead of things, that's what's always been exciting to me about the superpower of x-ray vision is that you could see it before you do it. So you know everything Mm -hmm. that's going to happen beforehand. That's happened to me too with, I like television and movies and sometimes I'm guilty of Googling the synopsis (laughs) because I can't take it in suspense. (laughs) So I kind of want to proceed, so I'm like, oh, okay, okay, that's going to happen. Even if I don't know all of, you know, the details, it's like the ability to, you know, see ahead, you know, it's helpful. At least I think it is anyway.
1: That's what I would call it. Helps, Next it helps calm my nerves. I'm the same way, so I get what you're saying there. Right? <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Like, I'll sit right, right while I'm watching it. I'll be sitting right here on my phone right. like, oh, okay. Right, okay, we will watch That's, were watching. that's, that's yeah. what we're getting to.
0: Right, my wife is, uh, was watching uh, Alias, and there was one of the episodes, and I was like, I just can't take it. I have to know what's going to happen. So I, I Google <laughs> all the episodes. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, it's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I do I do the same exact way. So I get that. Right. I definitely get that. But I also think that as a teacher um, that I, mm-hmm. I believe that that is what teachers like to do anyway is to be able to dissect it to know where we're going to lead individuals to. And then when you get up there and you start teaching and you know where you're taking them to, that excites you even more because you're like, they're holding on, trying to figure. Okay, so where are we gonna go? And you've already been there right, to experience right. it. So yeah, I feel you. Right, right. I, Yeah, so I think. Now,
0: and I definitely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm, no, I think I think that's too the the uh the challenge in teaching is you know where you're trying to get get mm-hmm. the students or to get the people to and then when you're dealing with people and the complexities of people, the various learning styles, trying to figure out what's the best way to get them. The way you're trying to take them is always uh it's rewarding and challenging is both it's, it's a good it's Absolutely. an adventure for both for both of us you because know? I always Absolutely. feel like with teaching I want it to be useful, I want it to be helpful I don't want to waste anybody's time um, I want it to be a a positive experience I want it to be a safe space for people, so I want them to get something out of it, and that's always my goal.
1: Now, you just said something, and I want to ask you, why do you value that, that part that you just said? You said you wanted to be a safe space even when you're teaching. Why is it important that when you're teaching that your students feel safe in that environment?
0: Um, it's important because it's, I think it's, it's, I've been learning more about how you create these spaces for people. Now, for me, Mm -hmm. I think about it in my own experience of experiences of ministries. And I was thinking about this earlier today, about how with myself and my life, there was a journey of really understanding faith and sexuality. There was the experience Mm -hmm. of going to a church, and that particular pastor, you know, used what they call the clobber verses. And Mm -hmm. that, for me, Mm -hmm. where I was at that time I was not able to really handle that. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna go to church anymore. I just I just can't do it because this keeps happening. I'm tired of this happening, so I'm not I'm not gonna go. And then later I went to another church because I was in, in Augusta, Georgia, and I moved to Lawrenceville and I remember going to a metropolitan community church and it felt like a safe space but in the relationship that I was in at that time going to church brought up uh Problems. And I was not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the space and place mentally, emotionally to say, well, you know, I need this or to speak up for myself and say, this is what I want to do. So because I'm a person that also sometimes avoids conflict, I have a Ph.D. in avoiding it, I just decided to, to <laughs> let it go, and I had to own <laughs> I had to own that that, situ- that that situation. But to me, you know, while that's ministry or that's church, the same thing is about in, is in teaching because you have people. Absolutely. They come into your classroom, whether it's an educational, you know, classroom. Because I've taught at you know vocational technical colleges. I've taught in uh, prisons for male inmates. I've taught in the jail for female inmates. But regardless of, and I've taught like on a a, a space that was just a private space that was designed for. Uh, You know, for adult education, but the point is, regardless of where it was, you had to create an environment where people felt safe to learn. Where people felt that, you know, I can say how I'm feeling today if I need a moment to tell you what's going on in my life. It didn't matter if you were talking about people that were incarcerated or people that were didn't that wasn't what they were facing, you still had to have a space where they felt safe, and I think that's really Mm -hmm. important to create that so when they come in in the space physically where, you know, where they are, as well as you yourself should be a safe space for people. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important because if, if you have that part aligned, that part together, then you can take them to wherever it is that you're trying to take, take them either educationally or where, uh, as I call uh, God, Abba, where Abba is desiring you to take them mm-hmm. either way. you create an environment, you yourself are, the space where they can block out and they won't have the distractions of negativity or whatever negativity represents for them. And then they can learn. They can hear you because sometimes when we meet people and they're in these spaces, they have wounds that we didn't cause, scars that we didn't cause. So Mm -hmm. you're trying to teach in all of that. I'm trying to teach. And I was never the person that told you anything negative, but when you see me and where I am, that's what you hear, or they were wounded. But I'm trying to tell you good news. I'm trying to help you. You can't see it as right. help because I I haven't created a space yet. So learning to do that, trying to be that as a person in your personal and professional relationships is always something that I feel is important because it it hurts my feelings to hear when people say you know they won't even come because. All of their feelings about it is negativity. It hurts my feelings because I'm like, it shouldn't be that way. If we're talking right. about ourselves and the space, if you're talking about ministry, I mean, this isn't Chris's ministry. This is Abba's. You know, Abba right, doesn't have right. the exclusions. These are his kids. I didn't create these people. Where we're, you know, anywhere in that that realm. People should be safe. They said, oh, it's cool because, you know, it's Abba. He got me or whatever you call Abba, you know, because I know Abba could be genderless for some people. So so it's just about creating that space.
1: Now, do you believe the diverse? because I heard you talking about uh, teaching at a vocational college, teaching at a prison, and the other places that you were talking about teaching at. Do you believe that 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 experience and that diversity has helped you understand the need for creating that environment because uh, I've worked in the school system for over 20 years in the behavior department and I see new teachers uh, come in. They're excited. They're, you know, they they think they have it all together. They done spent their years in college. They done uh, did their student teaching and, you know, they, they've done all of that and they haven't mastered the concept of, I need these children to trust me, especially in the ILC setting. Do you uh, believe right. that that diversity that you've had has helped you understand that even the more?
0: Yes, I do. You know, and I, and I think when mm-hmm. I think about it now, I don't think I knew that's what it would do at the time. I was just mm-hmm. taking it as it was go. It was a job, you know, well – This is where the site is, so that's what I'm doing. And then it's kind of like you learn that when you get in different positions, it's the culmination of all the previous experiences that have prepared you for the next place, wherever that may be, doing whatever it is, the skill set that you do. So it helps you relate to people because – go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. You're good.
0: No, I'm saying so it just helps you, you know, relate to people because you realize there's so many different types of people out there, there's different types of, like I said, learning styles, and just it just gives you a, a vast level of preparedness.
1: Awesome. Okay. So now, as a teacher, now we're looking at uh, the states are starting to open back up. Some states are already in Phase 2. Some states are in Phase 1. Some states haven't even, you know, started their phases yet. Um what do you think the learning environments are going to look like as we transition back to, well, not back, but we transition into the new norm? What do you think there's going to be some new challenges that teachers are going to face, you know, within the classroom and all of those things? What do you think the new learning environments are going to look like?
0: I mean I think with that is a lot of it is still being figured out you know as far as what the learning mm-hmm. is. I was literally reading an article earlier today that was talking about how when we talk about the classroom how it's not you know going back if you will is not the same mm-hmm. experience as when when people came back from Christmas break and summer break or, or right. releasing the expectation that they're going to be able to pick up from where you know where they left off. Now it's been a while since I've been in the school system, but we're having this same conversation now in the academic library because the academic library is housed in a university system where I work right now, and we're having lots mm-hmm. of conversations of how that will realistically look. Who's going to yeah. enforce certain things? Um, in in the library that I work at, I'm in the engineering library. I mean, it pre pandemic. There were times where a million people passed through that building at the height. Mm-hmm. Six hundred people could be sitting in that space. You can't have that now. I, the engineering side mm-hmm. of campus is one of the highest number of people, and it's, they have over four hundred faculty, uh, assistant professors, and different, you know, classified, you know, individuals, civil service, and then they have about fifteen thousand students. So really thinking what space will be for them is going to be the challenge. And I I think, you know, for a while people have been trying to focus on the fact that, you know, you have online learning, but there are challenges with that, I think, because it depends on what exactly that we're talking about. If you're talking about people that need a lab, people that use, mm-hmm. you know, a specific type of technology, how do you facilitate that? And then it, it also involves bringing in other people and talking together and really trying to find a plan, and also being open to the fact that the way you plan for it could change. Because even though we're in the Absolutely. pandemic, they still had to keep six dorms open because there were people that could not go home. There were people that did you not have a reliable internet, a whole bunch of myriad of factors. So, mm-hmm. you know, rethinking what was school like, and you, you definitely see reports that people are like, oh, you know, the colleges will be open for fall. I mean, I think they will, but I don't know. I think it's 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 a plan, but it's a plan that's slowly beginning to be unveiled. And right. I think there has to be the openness that it does. It might not be the way that it used to be, and and that level of uncertainty of walking in that because people don't necessarily have answers because mm-hmm. there's no there's no cure, there's no vaccine. All we have right now is what tests, you know, and that's about it as far as I know. So a lot of changes that that would bring.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, along these lines, I want to ask you a question about you. How well do you Mm -hmm. adjust to change?
0: (laughs) I hate change. (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely yeah. hate it. I mean, I know you're supposed to to go through it; as part of life. Yeah. But I absolutely important it. <laughs> and I know change is yeah. needed. You you know nobody wants yeah. I know the theoretical thing that people say. I know the spiritual things people say about change. I feel the same way about change right. as I feel about brokenness. Nobody wants to be broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we sing it, Mm-mm. but it's Mm-mm. not really. It's, but I mean, I know change produces good things, and and being open to the fact that things. To, to change. Because I think people like their routines. I like my routines. I like mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. that it's always been. Yet I realize sometimes that th- there is no growth in familiarity and complacency. That you might mm-hmm. have to uh, do some things different. to start a little bit at the time. <laughs> so it's, it's a right. challenge Because I, me. I mean,
1: it, I'm it, with it's, you. when
0: I talk about change is <laughs> this experience of working in uh in the pandemic i mean i'm working from home i like people i like knowing people mm-hmm. around i like my they i like normally go to conferences i can't travel my wife is an introvert her whole desk is at the kitchen table she's good she could never <laughs> see those people she's good she can you know as long as she can go see the site she can come back to her space she's great me I'm like this is so sad. This is I saw this this I was this lady was walking in the neighborhood. It was a colleague I know her but I don't know her know her. I was so excited to see that lady. I think well, I think she was excited that I yelled her name. But she talked to me for 15 minutes because I miss people.
1: <laughs> so, got you got just
0: you. Just Pray for me.
1: Pray for. That's me. it. <laughs> I think I have a mixture of it of it both um, as far as the introvert. Uh, um, extrovert because I love people. I like engaging with people. I don't like sitting mm-hmm. behind a microphone and talking. I like doing that in front of crowds of people. I like that human okay. interaction. However, right. I do like to be home. You know, I love being home by myself okay. as well too. So I like a mixture of those mm-hmm. things. But with the change thing, I asked you about the change thing because I know how I feel about change too. I like to schedule. Everything. (laughs) I like
0: what to do. Yeah, I was was hearing you say that. And I was like, oh, my, I think I watched a video I saw of you today. And you were, like, planning. I was like, oh, okay. I Mm -hmm. think you would totally get along with Renee. Because she plans every detail where I'm a more
1: fly by the feet of
0: my pants type of person, which doesn't always work. But I'm learning to plan. But I get it.
1: And see, and I'm learning. The details. I'm learning to be a little more fluid with it. And I don't like it. Right, But I do see the mm-hmm. benefit of it. So, yeah, I get okay. that, though. I do get that. So, now let's play this. And I get the benefit
0: of having the plan. You said word association, go with it. Go for oh, it. Oh, no, go
1: ahead. What were you saying?
0: No, I was saying I get the benefit of, of planning because I was thinking um, this fall I start the doctoral program in information science, oh, right. which I realized that will change my life in the sense Mm -hmm. that I have classes in addition to work. So I was like, you do have to think about what are the things you're going to need? How will your schedule change? So it is, you know, the thinking of, of, of those things is planning and then planning. You think long term, you know, for your finances, you know, you're, we're renting a home, Mm -hmm. you know, for the next two years. I'm like, okay, so what's the plan after two years? You can't wait until the end of two years to decide the plan. So it's, you know, different seeds of things within myself as far as the change and being, as you're saying, fluid in planning and yeah. realizing that has been things that have been happening to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's great to have that, you know, that balance there. And it's great that your wife and you have both of those dynamics because it can help balance mm-hmm. each other out as well. So that that's great there.
0: Right.
1: So now let's. Let's play a game of word association. I have five words, okay? Okay. I'm going to give you those words. You can tell me a word that comes to mind when you hear those words, or you can elaborate on those words, you know, tell me what those words mean to you. If a song comes to mind, you want to sing a song, you're welcome to sing a song that's associated with the words. Okay. Okay? I tell all my guests that. I don't think anybody has sung yet, so... I try to get some okay. people to sing, especially those I know that can sing, but <laughs> we haven't had that yet. No, I think one song on the show one okay. time, but other okay. than that. Okay. So the, all right, here we go. The first word is life. Life. Journey. Life is a journey. Mm-hmm. An
0: adventure.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right, we'll come back to that. Now, this word is a word we've been hearing a lot lately. A lot of people don't want to hear it, but equality.
0: Equality. Mm. I've seen it in theory, but I haven't seen it in mm-hmm. practice.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that <laughs> Hold on, I'm writing that down so I can use that. I'll I give you credit for it. I just need to use it. I'm not going to steal it. But that is that is so true. Everybody has it learned is, how to make is. it sound so good, but very few yeah. want to practice it.
0: Right. Very few Word want class to practice at it. its best is
1: what it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so number three, ministry.
0: Ministry. Ministry to me... <laughs> No, Pastor probably going to get into saying it, or maybe we'll have a meeting about it. Um, <laughs> because when you said ministry, I thought about how ministry—I thought about ministry and supervisors, and how you know how universities or jobs, uh, they what they write that ministry is. I mean, what they write that super uh, supervision is, and you realize mm-hmm. just like ministry, it's not at all like what's in that manual. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is that like some days it's like uh it's it's great, it's wonderful, some days it's like following mm-hmm. it's like it's sheep, it's puppies, mm-hmm. it's and I'm not and I don't mean this in a bad way, I'm just saying or an individual, mm-hmm. let's just get off the animals. Um individuals that are have complexities and really learning, really having a heart to be open, to hold space for people, to listen to people. To un- to be totally okay with the fact that they might not like you, that they might not mm-hmm. listen to anything that you have to say, and they might not see your value until after the relationship is over. It's also the mm-hmm. excitement of building. It's the right. excitement of, you know, the next direction or just the direction that Abba's leading you in. It's not always a space. Right. Being open to the fact that it might not be every single Sunday. It can be different you know, different spaces, different places. That's what I think of it.
1: And and I, this is why, I, guys, this is why I invite the people on the show that I invite. Because you didn't try to give the pretty answer. Everybody tries to give the pretty, oh, it's, it's all about souls. <laughs> it's about souls. <laughs> and it is about souls, but the reality is mm-hmm. that, we've had various experiences with it as well. So when asked that question, it makes it weightier to us, and we've learned to think beyond the right answer. Right. And we're going to give the the true right. answer. And I think that people mm-hmm. need to hear that, especially those that are entering into ministry, thinking about entering into ministry. They need to know the complexity of it. And some people say, well, you shouldn't tell them. That's going to scare mm-hmm. them off. Well, maybe that's what needs to happen you know? sometimes. Maybe they need to run off right. a little is- bit. And then count the calls and then come back.
0: Right. Because I I think most of, I remember uh, when um, I was in Florida and it was a ministry assignment of being a deacon. And I remember the pastor at that time shared with us that after we got ordained, he was like, I just have to tell you that for many times, the dart will be at your back. Be prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've never heard anyone say that, but it's true. Because people can't necessarily right. see you as being helpful or see you as whatever it is you're trying to do. They don't necessarily see that. And sometimes all we see is, you know, the pomp and circumstance, the ceremony part, or, you know, the symbolism part. Right. right. Those, I say those have a place and a space, but it's not all there is.
1: Absolutely. And I tell people you really have to have the heart for it because you were talking about learning styles earlier and we have to think mm-hmm. about people's upbringing, you know, the wars mm-hmm. they're fighting within themselves, the words that have been right. shot at them all their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: sometimes we, yep. early in ministry, here I come, I'm thinking I'm just, here I come, I'm the answer to everything. And I think that just because <laughs> I my words sound good and it sounds good coming out right. of my mouth, everybody's just going to embrace it. And not realizing yep. my own journey, you know, my own journey, too. Because right. when people used to try to minister to me, oh, I'd run. Yeah, I'll come to church <laughs> with you. you know, But they couldn't find me that Sunday. <laughs> you know, I remember run. those days. <laughs> you know, they couldn't find me. I'd be right on that. Yeah, come by, pick me up.
0: Come by, pick me up. Yeah, and They'd
1: be knocking on the door, I mean... and I'm sitting sittin in the house quiet. Yeah, I would do I, that sometimes,
0: but uh, sometimes um, I would do it when in the days when you could look up, you either look it up online or I would ask other people. Have you been to that church? What you know about this church? What you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would ask yes. other people <laughs> or use yes. the, you know use your resources because it, it before internet, I had a, um, one of my piano teachers because I used to play the piano for um, the youth and young adult choir and my piano teacher she was known in the city. She had been every to every church either playing there or she was a minister of uh music at one of the largest black churches in Augusta at that time. So I'm like, I know she'll know about the church. She can at least tell me. <laughs> so I would call her and ask, "Is that okay? What you think about them?"
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Cuz I right. got
0: asked to go. And then I would, you know, use you know, use resources I mean, I would always Absolutely. be willing to give it a try. You know, sometimes
1: like, if yeah, I felt I was, like it, Sometimes I, I a try. wasn't. Sometimes I wouldn't be willing
0: to give <laughs> it's okay. it a try. God, <laughs> it's okay. God
1: has done a great work. He's done a great work in there, I'm telling you. <laughs> <Sometimes> <laughs> I just wasn't willing to give it a try. It sounded good on Monday. Okay. I mean, it sounded great on right. Monday, but by the time yeah. we got to Saturday night, I'm sitting, wait a minute, did I yeah. commit to going tomorrow? It, I did. Oh my, and they keep right. calling. So, yeah, that, going, that's how yeah. it was for me Now let's mm-hmm. talk about Ministry uh, in the sense Of uh, you know we all Have um, Adapted ministry Beyond the traditional Side of things and you Have mm-hmm. taken ministry and Used your podcast As a form of ministry mm-hmm. And you did this before right. the pandemic Now um, you know right. A lot of people had to Transition to that form of ministry, whether it be video or audio, because of the pandemic, uh-huh. but you had already made that transition before then. What, right. How right. did you get to the place where you saw ministry you know, beyond tradition and you saw that a podcast was an opportunity to minister to souls as well?
0: I think because for me, trying to do a physical space didn't work. And when I say it didn't work, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have high fellowship and mm-hmm. the the experience of um, coming to a space and you're the only one there. So you put out flyers mm-hmm. and and you've shared, you know, everywhere on Facebook, you've created a Facebook page and nobody's there but you. Mm-hmm. For me, that was that really was a space where I remember having, because the first fervent fire was, you know, good. Uh, I had people that showed up, you know, and it it was, you know, good service. And the second one, um, I think I did a bowling event, and then I did something else. And then the third one, I think it was, it was just a regular service, and no one one came. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in that church space, and I just remember saying, well, you know, Abba, did I hear you wrong? Because I really thought that you said I should be having, you know, this type of event. And mm-hmm. I, I said, I'm putting out flyers. I've reached out to, like, the newspaper on campus. I've reached out to, you know, resource centers to let people know. I put an ad in the newspaper. I've gone everywhere that you can, you know, do a fly. I don't know how long it takes to get people but I said I don't even have anybody here but me and it just feels I just said well I said maybe I'm in the wrong place, in the wrong space. I mean I was already doing a podcast because podcast the podcast idea actually came if I'm gonna be real real with it, it came ten years ago. Um mm-hmm. at my old church in Florida, I took a class that was called Skills, Heart Abilities, personal experiences. Where I have to say, it is our skills, our heart, our abilities, and personal experiences that we that can we can use to glorify God. And out of that class, that class, you know, taught you about that. It, it, it you after it you decide what you wanted to do in that particular church's ministry. But the teacher of the class asked you to write three things you would do if failure was not an option. And one of the things that I wrote was. Affirming radio because I thought it would be really mm. great to have a space where people could call maybe call or maybe could just hear and and hear you know that someone cares about them hears, you know that they're love that there's a space for them that's safe because even with my you know the church that I was in Florida we would often do pride events which were challenging because people mm-hmm. had those negative connotations they really couldn't hear you say you could be gay and Christian, um, or even want to hear about Jesus or God or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just weren't there, and even but though they did have people that listen, I remember many of them would say, "Well, I try to listen to the Christian radio station, but it would always get to the point where I have to turn it off because then they bash, you know, people." Uh, right. So, out of that, um, and that was like I said, I was living in Florida then. That was 2010 to 2013, and then I had moved here in uh, 2013 to to present. And so it was just the idea of podcasting, and I was like, well, what could I do in the podcast? And I was like, well, I like songs. I like song lyrics. I know about books. I know about information. I do read the Bible. I said I do like, you know, read certain scriptures. I'm like, but I said I think it would be really great if you – talked about the scripture, you gave it historical context, but you talked about how it relates to your everyday life. Because a lot of times when you hear people, they be like, well, that's in the Bible, though. How does that relate to my life today, where I am right now? And I was like, well, maybe if you created a podcast and talked about that, then that would be helpful. And then it was also using my, you know, the skills that I have, because, you know, it was, I love that opening where you were talking about doubting yourself, because I could remember an experience of being, on a prayer line, and I was supposed to pray, and I remember the prayer went horrible because I doubted that I could do it because all of the other people on the line, they were from Kojic backgrounds. They were, Mm -hmm. you know, dynamic, and I'm like, look, I I grew up Methodist, Christian, Methodist, Episcopal. Mm -hmm. I don't have that whoop like they got. I'm not that. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's not going to sound that way. And I think I got inside my head. And I'm like, you know what, maybe for the podcast we should just focus on being you, all of you. If you want to sing a song, if you want to play a song, if you want to talk about where you are, what you know, your experiences, why Jesus matters to you, then that, and that's the heart of the podcast because I use all of those experiences in sharing with people. And so, you know, I'll design a lesson. Sometimes it's a scripture. Sometimes it's a devotional. Sometimes I'm sharing other devotionals that have uplifted me. I try to share on the podcast that, you know, if I am reading somebody else's work, I try to tell them or I always say, hey, I don't know if everything you're going to read from this particular website or this author is going to be safe for you, but I'm just talking about this lesson Mm -hmm. today. So I try to say that because, you know, I don't want anybody to wound. That's also an important thing that I feel is I don't want to wound any more people, not for me. I can't control other people and what they do, but me and the people that I might ask to come when I get to that point, they won't be that either because I know that's an issue, you know, with people because I've Mm -hmm. seen people, they'll start following people, and then something will come up, and then they realize that they really weren't safe at all. So mm-hmm. how do you, you combat that? And then that depending on where that person is in their feelings and their emotions and, 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 and all in their whole experience that might cause them to shrink back. And then, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the journey that they're on. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to inflict well, when I tell, I believe in your people, you, what you want me to tell them? It's yep. <laughs> yep, nothing. I okay. I don't have a podcast this week. Um. So just waiting on, you know, whatever I'm supposed
1: to say and do and be for people. Awesome. And here's what I like what you said. You created a space for you to be you. And I feel like sometimes that's missing in ministry, but I feel like that when we create spaces like that, then that draws Mm -hmm. people, it it attracts people like crazy because Mm -hmm. it's like people are waiting for that. Like they've seen the show, Mm -hmm. they've seen the performance, they've seen all of that. It's like they're just waiting until you strip yourself back enough to be you so they can feel as if, oh, your God is for me. I didn't think it was for me. I tell, tell the testimony about when I grew up, I never thought that you know I could really be saved because I looked at everybody that I knew that was saved and I was like the problems and the issues I'm yeah. going through the thoughts that's running through my mind I'm not worthy enough right. to talk to their God right right so I love right. that you created yeah, I, and I, Oh go yeah
0: you're talking about no, the, the, you're good. your your point about um you never thought and not that reminded me of that song I think it was on Maverick City's album but then when I went to try to find it again it wasn't but it was communion and when they do that mm-hmm. spontaneous worship and one of the leaders said I never knew I could have a friend like you that was so mm-hmm. impactful to hear that in the song because it reminded me mm-hmm. of what you're saying now when you said you I never knew I could be worse mm-hmm. and I'm thinking sometimes when we think in the spaces that we're creating we're describing a God. We're describing a relationship that people yep. have no idea about. They they don't yep. know what you're talking yep. about because it has never yep. been represented to them. So it either sounds yep. foreign or it sounds like you know you're trying to pull you know wool over their eyes or it's a gotcha. You know it's it's so many different connotations mm-hmm. that come come with that. And so it's always like you know I never knew because you 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 know people are not. Aware that you can have a friendship with Abba that He cares deeply for exactly. you, because we say, you know, He loves us, but you know, some people, when you hear their version of love, it's yep. uh, a love that's conditional. You know, yep. I, that's how I love how Apostle Wallace talked about a meditation he heard, where the person was saying, in the meditation, med- excuse me, meditation, strip away, you know, the God. That you thought it was, you know, whatever your interpretation Mm -hmm. was. Because sometimes when you think about that, who we've made God to be is not who God is. It's the God of your grandmother and the God of Pastor Such and Such, Bishop Such and Such. And I'm not saying that they were wrong. That's just not Mm -hmm. the God that you know. And I've even seen that in my own life with going home to visit my parents because my father is a a presiding elder. And. The God that they know is not the God that I know, because they're legalistic, they're fundamentalist, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, I can't really say that I totally feel that way, because I, because you know, like when I was saying to my parents about getting promoted at work, the dean called earlier in May, and in August I'll be officially an associate professor in the library, and my mother was saying, oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, that's so great. That's why you have to be obedient to God, and it's your obedience that gets you promotion. I was like, no, I don't know if it's always your obedience because I can know there's sometimes, you know, things that God has told me to do, and I wasn't always obedient. I wasn't always any of those things. I don't believe his grace works like that you get it. He reigns on the good and the, and, the, and and if you're going to call people bad, which I don't necessarily believe that that's the way that it is, but I don't my point is I don't subscribe yeah. to that I have to work to earn that. I don't because I know that there's a yeah. lot of things everything I have is because he gave it to me and I remember thinking that and realizing that one day in prayer as I was driving down the road and realizing everything in my life at that present time were... Things I was asking God for years ago, I was asking God for the freedom that I have in my position. I was asking him to to like a job, to say you like more about it than a check. I was asking for a wife like the one that he blessed me with. I was asking for Mm -hmm. family like the one that I got that's chosen. And even the the relationships that have been restored uh, or some forms of it have been restored, even the doors that were shut. He allowed it. He made a way for it, and mm-hmm. I, was just, I just had to realize I'm grateful for all of it. Sometimes I even said, you know, all the things I asked you for, I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm just waiting on the things you say because it's not like I thought. Or realizing mm-hmm. that, you know, as Apostle Wallace says, there are no missed opportunities. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. So just go with that. Just just go with it.
1: Absolutely. And you, you hit so many keys there, but I think the key that I've really pulled from that thing right there was their God versus your God. And it's okay that it right, works for them, right. but it just doesn't work for right, me so because okay. it doesn't work for me. Right. I don't have to embrace that. I don't have to. I don't have to take right. on right. your God because that's mm-hmm. not the design right. of my relationship with him. And right. I think that that right. is something that, that really has to happen in these spaces too okay. Is that we have mm-hmm. we, we create environments where everybody can strip back, you know, the God mm-hmm. that was forced on them because many times it was forced, mm-hmm. you know, it was right? forced, and right. and the God <laughs> that was, we, forced, was yeah. forced on us is always mad. Like he's just always right. mad. I'm just sitting thinking like why always,
0: always are you mad, also, always angry to bring down this wrath on you and yes. stuff. And it's like wait, I, he never happy ever. But, but I don't you know that's what to I'm like, wait a minute, I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, and it, it, it's
1: sad though that the amount of people that have really bought into it, I have a friend right, that right, that right. I'm trying to help through that process where it's like they feel <laughs> like they they on this merit type of a situation, like God's gonna give them stickers each day, you know, right, because right. they were good today. And I'm saying, thinking like,
0: right, I get right. it. I
1: was there. Like I got, I get what you're yeah. saying. But there is so much mm-hmm. more to him, or so much right. more today. However you you identify, right. there's so much right. more to it than than what you realize. And you have to free yourself exactly. enough, you know, to to mm-hmm. experience the totality of the creator. So. I totally yeah, and being open and to I, that
0: level of, of, of uh, relationship and just where it's going, just being mm-hmm. open to knowing, you know, know, knowing God in more ways than the ways that you, you think It's totally okay. And I mm-hmm. think there's so many different methods to do that. For some people, it's prayer. For some people, it's meditation. Yes. For some people, it's conversation. Yes. For some people, it's, you know, yes. teaching in books. Just finding the method that works for you, it's okay. You know, it's okay.
1: And find more than method one method that works for you. You don't have to mimic anybody. You don't have to do any of those things. It is a personal encounter between you and the creator. That's
0: right.
1: I love that. I love that. So let's talk about the next word because it kind of ties right into the ministry aspect of it as well. And that word is
0: purpose. Oh, my gosh. I believe I was thinking about that today, because I always hear you saying just about purpose, and I just think our purpose is to use every skill that I have, whether that's singing, because sometimes you'll hear on the podcast I'll sing a song and then, you know, pray mm-hmm. and then bring the information, um, or that's teaching, <clears throat> or even, you know, my skills in the library or finding information resources, but using all of it to... everything. Share with share with other people, no matter who they are. To use my skills, my hard abilities, and personal experiences to glorify God. To share, you know, what what Jesus, what the relationship has meant to me, and how it's been impactful in my life. Just sharing that information with people, however it manifests itself, whether that's a podcast, whether it's a conversation, whether that's a letter. I'm totally open to how that happens, but just being open. To doing that, and I, I yeah. was thinking today, I I think that's what I'm supposed to do till I leave this earth. I don't, I'm open to doing it. I mean, that, that's just how I feel, you know. That you, because I think all of those things are are necessary. All those things are, are purposeful and valid in order to to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Because I think it's different for everybody else. So that that's my purpose is to to use all the skills that I have, abilities, personal experiences, to share, you know, information. And encourage and uplift people because I think so many mm. people um, feel like they're alone, feel like they're isolated, feel like nobody cares about them. That there's not yep. a space and a place for them. But what would be what would the world look like if you could be that space for them? For how whether it's five minutes, mm. ten minutes, the podcast, whatever the the method. But what if we could be that? Because I think often about reimagining church, reimagining yeah. it that it's not necessarily. Yeah. What we think that it has to be, like I've liked how certain people um, have done, like I uh, think of Foster Wallace and Breaking Bread, um, where you sit down with people and you have conversation. I've heard, you know, people mm-hmm. talk about ice cream socials. You just sit up. I mean, I just think mm-hmm. it's the gathering and just letting it be whatever it's supposed to be. I was thinking. I mean, I like cigars. And whiskey. I have no idea mm-hmm. what that has to do with Alba, but I know he's not upset with me for it. But if that could spark mm-hmm. a conversation, because it depends on the person that you meet. You have to meet people where they are. So some people they won't understand a hymn in the scripture. So we might have to talk right. about something else, or maybe get wow. my conversation open to the fact that it might not be that. But just being open mm-hmm. to connect with people and see where it goes. Because as long as it's about encouraging and and inspiring people, just realizing that comes from so many ways, so many genres, so many things can be used to inspire and uplift people. It doesn't always have to be the way that I think it is. It doesn't have to always start the way that I think, because in my life in research you will have an idea of I'm trying to find out X, but then when I gather all the information, it leaves me someplace, I, I didn't have an idea that it was going to lead me. I didn't think it was going to show me these results. But it's still important, so I still share it. People are the same way. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, piggybacking off of, of your uh, the cigar uh, concept you were talking about, I had a conversation with, um, I don't know if you know, but on the show, I had a former adult film um, star on the show, a former porn okay. star on the show. But I also, there's other ones that I communicate with. And one of them was telling me how he said, I'm going to tell you this. You're probably going to think I'm crazy. And I was like, okay, just tell me. He was like, man, I had a gathering over my house. And he was like, it was other porn stores. He was like, it was some strippers. And he said, we all got together. And he said, we were smoking. He said, uh, and then all of a sudden I just felt led to just start talking to him, And he mm-hmm. started talking and sharing his experience with them and, and talking to them about God and the love of God. And he said one mm-hmm. started telling their story, and, you know, he was like they really went deep to how, you know, they were molested as a child and different things. Another one mm-hmm. got up was talking about some experiences they had in church. He was like, man, I was leading souls to Christ. I said, and that's what it's all about. Now, I'm going to be honest. Years back, yeah, I would have yeah. said, "Oh, that, you playing with God? You playing?" Because right. that's what I was <laughs> right. told. That's what I right. was that's told. But was as yeah. you know, my conscious yeah. of God evolved. Mm-hmm. I realized right. that it might not be the method that He uses me to do, but that be right. the method He uses somebody else to do. Who am I to tell them that's that is not? So? God? <laughs>
0: Right, right, you know, so and I think you know that, people. That, yeah, people can can glean something from that, and I think that yeah. being because I we think about the, your story. I've talked about that before in the podcast about how everybody has a story. Everybody has some you know has something to say, and when you think about that, it's varied because people have lived varied lives, and it's there's no experience yes. nothing that is ever wasted. So you know, sharing those, people can get fuel from that. They can learn that, you know what, yeah. somebody else experienced this and somebody else experienced that. Or or maybe your experience isn't bad at all, but you you still have something to say, you still have something to share, and just being open to the fluidity of that.
1: Absolutely. And I believe that everybody, and this is why I started this show. This show was started because mm-hmm. I believe that everybody has a story. And there are people out there that need to hear your story the Mm -hmm. way that you tell it, with the animation that Mm -hmm. you tell it behind it, with the tears rolling down your face, with all of those things. Mm -hmm. They need to hear it from you. They don't need to hear your story from me in the way that I interpret it. Mm -hmm. It's something about your Mm -hmm. voice that will connect to those that you've been called and designed to, my voice that will connect to those that I've been called and designed to, and that's all about purpose, ministry, all those great things tied in together. And when we learn that, I feel like when we learn that and we don't care what people think, we don't care what people say, we're no longer intimidated by it because i I was feeling you a while ago when you talked about being on the prayer line and uh, you started thinking, well, I don't right. even do all, everything that everybody else yeah, did, does. Me.
0: My method ain't like yeah. theirs.
1: You, you know, <laughs> no. you start to think exactly. that, and then you have to finally uh-huh. just get to a space where you say, you know what, I don't, but what I do right. is needed. What right. I do is needed. Right, and, so,
0: and, and, I, and I did because I remember I would tell yep. you that. After I, and it wasn't that yep. experience, but it was later. But I had the opportunity, it came again, and I remember I felt so nervous and he, and just I was praying about it because I was like I gotta get on this call in like you know thirty minutes, and I was like well you trying to thwart, pray like them, but you're not them, and I didn't ask you to do that, so just get on the phone and talk <laughs> to me, just like it's just me and you. I was like, Oh, okay, I can do that. Oh. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, and that's a different experience. And, and... But I'm like, I think it's being yourself and I, so many of us, yep. you know, they're great uh, teachers, they're great leaders, they're great prophets, they're great apostles, they're great bishops. Do whatever it is that you do, whether whether you have a title right. or not, just do you. There's room for you. Is it Apostle Wallace that says your gift will make room for you? I don't know. But it yes. <laughs> just be yourself. It's fine. It'll be it's that's it's okay. All you, have you don't have to, to, do. to do those things.
1: And I right. think that when we really master that, then, mm-hmm. you know, we position ourselves around the, the in the right environments so that that gift can make room right. because I think sometimes, right. we, like I said, we get stuck in those spaces and we're wondering right. like, okay, okay, well, this isn't, sometimes it doesn't work out where we become comfortable at. And, even, and we become comfortable sometimes. In receiving right. verbal abuse, or maybe not right. verbal abuse, it becomes abuse. the
0: the norm. Uh, yeah, or maybe it's a it dysfunction. It becomes that norm because it's, it's the yep. familiarity All of the dysfunction. You, is. You, you're not getting anything out of it, but you go every every day. You just you just show yep. up because you know how you've it's going to be. Because yep. yeah, you learn the, the function the learn to go through, learn to whatever, yep. but yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's oh man, that's good. That's good. Well, we talked ourselves off the air. But we still got one more oh, word. I okay. want to hit you with this one more word.
0: <laughs> I okay. want to hit you with this one more word.
1: Then I'm going to go into the three questions. Okay. So I've enjoyed this. Okay. I've enjoyed this. Okay. I've enjoyed it. Transformation. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Transformation. <laughs> Transformation. What would I say? Transformation. Let me What comes to mind? Hmm. I mean, transformation is change to me. It is mm-hmm. um, being open to the fact that the way you see things might, n- might change. Because I was, I was thinking the other week about how your vision is so important and how you see it, yeah. not just how you see it in, in the mm-hmm. natural, but how you see it spiritually. And just, spirit. you know, the whole idea of consciousness, the whole idea of the fact that your mind renews, you know, I think about it this way. I've often heard that scripture, and I don't have the specific one that talks about the renewing of your mind. At one point mm-hmm. in my life, I thought that was a one-and-done thing. But the reality mm-hmm. is the renewing of your mind is over and over again. You're constantly right. renewing your mind. But it's not just your mind. You renew as far as you think about spiritually, your know, spiritual renewal, you as your, you, you, your uh your your being, physical, all of those things are renewals. You're you're constantly growing. We're supposed to be doing where you are yesterday. You're not going to be today. You can't be because yesterday mm-hmm. is gone. But it's the it's a my point is it's a continual process in every area of your life. That's what right. I think of transformation, and you 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 continue to do that in different ways.
1: Absolutely. I like how you talked about how you you know you understood your understanding of it evolved from a one-time thing because I thought that too. Like I thought, like okay, I gave my life to Christ, so that means that everything has completely changed, (laughs) you know. And then you you begin to learn. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think sometimes people. I think we try to rush transformation instead of allowing it to just, you know, take on its form itself. Like I think sometimes we're right. in such a hurry to get to places and spaces we don't even know where we're going, that we don't take no. the time to enjoy the moment, enjoy the moment. Enjoy and I think the
0: that moment. You we, were right.
1: When we can learn to enjoy that moment, then we'll appreciate the, transforma- the, the transformative process that's going on. In our lives, in all areas of our lives, it don't it doesn't feel good. Right. I don't always like it. Yes. But I know that it's working right. for me.
0: You know. Right. So. Right. And I think the learning oh. to enjoy things is something that that I have learned to experience and learning to figure out how to enjoy the moment because I've spent a lot of time rushing because I was thinking about like the process for mm-hmm. you know, they they go you take you through through ten for a university, it's like you spend so much time trying to, you know, get it, trying to make it to achieve all these goals, and they're great things. I wouldn't change it, yet I felt like after, you know, the dean called, my body was like, oh, good, can I go to bed now? So it's like, wait, I should <laughs> yeah. be enjoying this. So it just taught me rest is really right. important. You know, I say it right. in theory, but I don't necessarily do it. So just learning to evolve mm-hmm. and grow and just, take the, and just enjoy moments for what they are. Don't rush. So I'm trying to
1: learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Now, we've said so much on tonight. You you've given us a lot of knowledge. You've taught us tonight, whether you realize it or not, you have really taught us on tonight. But if we were to forget, sorry. (laughs) If we were to forget everything (laughs) that you said, what would be one thing you want us to take away from this conversation?
0: Oh, that it is your skills, your heart, your ability, and personal experiences that are all useful. That there is no experience that you could ever be in that is ever wasted, and that you're deeply loved by That's what I want you yes, to. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Okay, now. On this show, we like to recognize what we call Transforming Transformers. Now, Transforming Transformers can be mentors. They can be spouses, pastors, leaders, those people that have pushed you in moments when you were ready to give up, when you were ready to throw in the towel, when you didn't see it in yourself. They kept speaking it into your life, speaking it over your life, kept telling you, you can do it. I got your back. Don't worry about it. Those are transforming transformers. They've submitted to the transformation in their lives, and they also make sure mm-hmm. that they're making investments into the transformation in their other lives. Are there any, yes. anybody that you would like to recognize? You can do two, three, four, five. I have to cut off at five. Okay. People that you would like, okay. that you would like to acknowledge <laughs> that have been those transforming oh. transformers in your life.
0: My uh, transformative transformers in my life would be my spiritual father, Apostle James Triplett. Yes,
1: sir. At
0: a time um, when uh, I, I didn't, I didn't really know where I, what I was supposed to be doing and where I was supposed to be going. I had a disconnected relationship with my biological father, and he came mm-hmm. in and showed me what fatherhood looks like uh, for holding mm-hmm. space for people and just being present and encouraging you in in, in your faith and in your growth. And we will rebuke you. Yeah. but yeah. in a loving place. But it's never. Right. But you know it's when needed. he does it, it's never from a, a place of malice. Uh, Apostle mm-hmm. Anton Wallace, um, mm-hmm. his uh, Bible studies, Wednesdays in the Now, just his conversation yes, with with me has always made me feel the essence of love and knowing what that is. And I I can remember text messages where I was just saying hey and. He said, I love you, never forget. And I don't know, maybe that day I needed to, to know that because I remember just I had to go. Mm-hmm. I was working retail, and I was like, i got to go to the bathroom because I'm fixing to cry for five minutes because I felt it in my spirit. Yes. Um, pastor, pastor Bradley Shoemaker, he was a former uh, pastor at one of the United Methodist churches that I attended. I remember when he came to me, I was just looking. We were looking for a church to go to, and I remember when he said to me, you will be safe here. He taught me mm. about the importance of safe space. Even though the United Methodist Church has had different issues, he did, he did it and does it with his being. Um, and I guess my own biological father, um, he mm-hmm. teaches me all the time because he's, he's a teacher, an Army, uh retired Army major, <laughs> residing elder. Okay. Uh, and and um, he teaches, teaches me about faith, about education and growing. And and uh, that'll be about it. That'll
1: be about it. All right, awesome. We appreciate every Transformer, Transformer that you acknowledge on tonight. Now, before we get to the last question, I want to give you an opportunity to give everybody information on where they can find your podcast, how they can connect with you on social media, and if it is one, if you want to give any last words to the uh listening audience, you're welcome to do so.
0: Okay. Um, as far as finding me, you can always reach out to the podcast at encouraging your Spirit podcast at gmail dot com. The podcast is updated weekly. It is on our Bible app. Um it is on uh Spotify, it is on Anchor, it is on SoundCloud, and it is on iHeartRadio. Um, It also has a Facebook page, which is under Ignite Champagne Urbana, as well as an Instagram page, which is uh, Ignite Champagne Urbana as well. And all of those places, as well as their email address, and IgniteChampagneUrbana at gmail.com, you can contact me. Lasting words to share with people is... When I say with encouraging your spirit, we love you, that means there's not a space, there's not a place, there's not anything you could experience past or present that we will not love you, that we will not walk with you and beside you. We are not a space that just says I'm praying for you and walks away. We are always with you in whatever way that is needed to offer, whatever uh, resource, even if that's just to sit in silence, we are that space and place and ministry.
1: Awesome, awesome. And the last question that I have for you, and we kinda of talked about this earlier. I was like, I gotta mm-hmm. oh man, we're going somewhere that I'm trying to hold off to that last question. <laughs> but uh-huh. the question is who is God to you?
0: When I think of who God is to me, I think of in infinite, I think of creator, I think of Father, I think of friend. I think of counselor, I think um, a sustainer, a provider, uh, faithful, forever faithful, merciful and gracious, all of those identities represent God to me.
1: Awesome. Now, again, guys, you're listening. I asked that question the Endeavor Show because... I believe personally that there are dimensions and realms of the creator, Elohim Yahweh, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that we have yet to experience individually. Right. But when we sit down and we have conversations with each other, we are experiencing Mm -hmm. a new dimension of God because we're being introduced to God in the dimension that you experience God in. So that's why right. I always like to ask everybody who is God to you personally? Because to me that says who's your pers- who how have you experienced him personally? And everybody's right. answer is different. Even those that say yep. God is my everything, when they elaborate on right. the everything, they elaborate on him or you know, they however they describe the creator, they elaborate mm-hmm. Differently. So I always love to end every conversation with that because I want our listening audience to understand that you are not just being introduced to our guests, but you're being introduced to their experience of God. You're being introduced to right. their relationship with God. And if you can see that, then you can see past mm-hmm. color, you can see past uh-huh. gender, you can see past gender identification. You can see past Thanks. all of those things that have sometimes we've used to limit our ability from hearing from individuals. So I want to thank you again for being on the show. I thank you for your thank willingness you so to share openly. Just I, I've, It blesses me every time we have a guest and they're so transparent or translucent about their story mm-hmm. and about their experiences. And I, it's just such a blessing. So I really appreciate it. Listening audience, I encourage each and every one of you to connect with Chris. Listen to the podcast. I'm telling you, listen to the podcast. It will get you through some of those days that you go (laughs) through. And you need a word, you need a push, you need all of that. Listen to the podcast. Also, Stay connected for future works. I know there are books upon books that are about to come out soon, so be listening. I figured I'd just throw that out there. Just be listening okay, for it. everything going on. <laughs> but, guys, again, thank you all for listening. We are back here again on Monday. I believe it's Monday. I encourage you to connect with me on social media Just go on every social media platform and type in Clifton Patty John. I will come up. Also, if you want to know who our upcoming guests are, I encourage you go by my website, www.cliftonpattyjohn.com. Scroll down. There is a Transformation Radio link there. You can listen to all our former shows as well as see the guests that we have coming up while you're there. Also, I encourage you to subscribe to the What Now podcast. I'm telling you, I'm enjoying what we're doing with the What Now podcast, and I want you to be a part of it. Subscribe to whatever your favorite platform is. It's on uh, multiple platforms. I can't remember them all, but if you go by the website, it'll tell you each and every one of them, subscribe. Give me your feedback about that. But guys, as I said at the beginning of the show, stop doubting yourself. Believe in the investment that God has placed inside of you. You are awesome. You are amazing. And the world is waiting for you to manifest who you really are. So as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace.